Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Good Talks with Mark Little and Marie Murataya. Of course, this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Binchata. Binchata, a delicious bean beverage for any occasion. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to get old. At least not for me. No. It's, it's like, it's a lot like Coca-Cola, only a lot less sugar. And not quite as bad for your teeth. And more protein. Much more protein, thanks to the beans. Thanks to the magic of black beans. Yes. Bean chata. Fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Why are you good? Why am I good? Uh, it's Saturday morning. I slept in. I had a cup of coffee at home. Drugs? Yeah, and you're sipping on some liquid drugs as well. Sure right am, now. sure am. Um, Doping? I did my morning pages. Day... Nice. 22? Day 22. Yeah, uh, I think. What do they say? It takes 21 days to form a habit? Oh! So you have, you have formed a habit. Officially formed a habit. Wow. Yeah. That's what everyone needs. One more habit. I, it's a healthy habit. HH. No. Definitely, definitely an HH. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I did some cleaning in the house, so that was good. It always feels good for me. That's another good habit. Mm-hmm. Cleaning uh, cleaning's one of those things. When uh, you start to think about cleaning, you're like, eh, I don't want to clean. And then you kind of get into the midst of it, and you're like, if you really get into it, if you're like, oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to do some cleaning right now. You commit to that. Yeah. And then you feel great. I Yeah, I feel really great. I. I'll be honest. I'm one of those people where sometimes I want to clean. Yeah. Um, and to me, cleaning like there are moments when, uh, it it can be one of those transitional things for me. If I'm in a crappy mood mm-hmm. and I clean, it like it's very therapeutic. And it just sometimes I do. I feel like oh, I just want to clean something. I just need to kind of. Re- it helps me reorganize my brain. Yeah. Um. But this morning, I just definitely needed to clean a few things. They just—it was about time. I actually came to record this podcast mid-cleaning, so I still have things to do when I go home. Oh no, Uh-oh. <laughs> that's okay. It's a—it was a deep cleaning. I got a little bit uh, invested in cleaning out the fridge. Oh, so very satisfying. It's very—it so is because you're purging things, you know, basically, and mm-hmm. throwing things away, and so satisfying nice Mm -hmm. i like uh i really like the look of a of a clean fridge same here when everything's all organized and it's like Mm -hmm. looks like a model home Mm -hmm. kind of thing you're Mm -hmm. like wow oh yeah wow this can look like this yeah and then you go to the grocery store and you just get like only the essentials and you organize them yeah i like to do sometimes by shape um all the (laughs) rectangular things on one on one shelf oh very good (laughs) i remember uh I'm looking up looking up a picture right now. See if it. I'm sure it's still on my Instagram from a long time ago. Um, but when I first moved into uh, an apartment, I was living in in uh, Ocean Beach in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there was, I think, there was a day where I got to look and see exactly what it was. But I think there was like a bottle of beer, and I don't know what else. Maybe like a ketchup packet or like something oh, something in my fridge college boyfriend and i was like wow this is this is bachelor it. fridge bachelor fridge oh, here. <laughs> no not even ke- it was <laughs> let me see right here oh my good oh nice that's it right there up, up. 
<laughs> a pint glass of water. <laughs> it was a pint. Yeah, I had, I had a pint glass filled with water so that the water would be cold. And then, uh, and I love how you have them arranged by size. So the size. Oh, yeah. So the smallest is the pint glass of water. Then you have one of those sports water bottles. Mm-hmm. I want to know what was in it because you already had water in the pint glass. More water. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like hoping you would say like orange juice or something. No. Um, and then the biggest one is the bottle of beer. Mm-hmm. How, so what size of a bottle is that? Would you say? Mm, it's not it's not like a regular it's like it's like the bigger bottle yeah that you what, see. like 24 ounce or something okay. something I, like that that's what we bought on our road trip we yeah <laughs> did not enjoy that night well we enjoyed the night but we did not enjoy the beer yeah um yeah it was one of those things uh, on the road trip i was like oh yeah beer that'll be good fun, i haven't had beer in a long time and then i drank it and i was like oh my god yeah it feels slow well and we had that cool airbnb it was like we were camping and so it was it was fun the, the thought of it uh, it was real fun at first, yeah. but then while we were drinking it, yeah, that slowness, that heaviness. Yeah. Um, I love your caption on your picture because it says, fridge is full. Fridge is full. No punctuation, ladies and gents, which nah. is awesome. Um, fridge is full. Three, yeah. three words, three things. We should uh, make sure when this podcast airs that we link this picture. Yeah, it's, it's a great picture. People need to see that. It really is. I really appreciate that's an, that's you sharing that. Inspirational content. You know what I mean? Let's see. Let's see what the comments yeah, I don't, are. Yeah. 2013. <laughs> my, bro- my brother's one of the comments and he said, that's my water bottle. Give it back. Which I'm sure oh, is I love accurate. It. I love it. I'm sure that was his water bottle. Uh, <laughs> what was the other comment? Uh, the other one I tagged um, oh. a, a girl I knew from like third grade. Cause <laughs> she, she probably, I feel like I remember her putting up a similar picture yeah. um, with like, that, uh, who the hell knows what else was in hmm. when you when you tagged in the comments guys what now you can tag on the photo oh yeah you know what i mean you could probably i could probably do that at the time i have no idea 2013 no i don't think you could back damn then. dang i don't even think did i have an instagram in 2013 i don't know that i did i don't know oh i might have by then but it's just that just seems so long ago now today another 2013 post uh, a picture of one of the pages from Zen and the Art of Happiness, uh-huh. uh, March 10th, 2013. And it says, perfection is everywhere if only we choose to recognize it. Beautiful. By uh, Okakura Kakuzo. Kakuzo. Okakura Kakuzo. Uh, Okakura Kakuzo. Yeah. Something like that. And that was from Zen and the Art of Happiness? Sure was. Interesting, because it... It makes me think of Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance when we were talking the other day about quality and how like you choosing, like if you, what was it? You kind of like something or like, uh, basically he compares the phrases, uh, quality is just what you like to quality is what you like. And when he takes out just all of a sudden he realizes that quality is what you like is essentially enough. It's right. Yeah. And that the perfection it's everywhere. Is everywhere. It's again that like, uh, if only we choose to recognize it. If only we choose, but it's all about the choice, right? right? So exactly, what do you focus on? Right. Where does your attention go? Where does your attention go, Mark Little? Um, back to that book. Uh, I, started, <laughs> I started, started thinking about that book and just talks about uh, how basically you get more of what you focus on. Well, that's what I mean. So for you personally, what do you focus on? Like what, what is quality to you? What is quality to me? Mm-hmm. Mm, I guess it, it really is just things that I like. 
Um, I appreciate things that have uh, a good message or um, I guess I'm kind of thinking of music right now. Okay. Um, like some of my favorite musicians. Um, and it's, of course, it's always changing. But like J. Cole is someone I like a lot. How come? Um, because he's really good at saying things that... Um, <laughs> and <laughs> J. Cole, shout out. You're real good at saying stuff. Yeah. But, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, that's funny. That was really good. That was a really good joke. Um, <laughs> no, he's he's good at having a message uh, and a deeper meaning to the things he says. And it's not even mm-hmm. like the craziest stuff that he's saying. We, I've talked about this with Derek a lot and he's talked about it with me. Um, <clears throat> and he was just kind of pointing out that he's not saying the craziest stuff in the world. No. You know, he doesn't have this like um, super deep message all the time. Um, but he just is saying things and it's just, it is uh, poetic. And uh, when you just look at a verse or something um, without the music to it, and you just can read it as, sure. as a poem. And it's pretty interesting. That's cool. Um, what else do I, what else, what's the question? Uh, like what, what do you find quality in? What do you focus on? What do I find quality in? I don't know. Or what is quality to you, I guess? What is quality to me? I mean, I, I agree with the, the definition in that book, and uh, that's quality is just stuff that I like. Um, right. Things, I'm, not, I'm things. asking you what you like. Oh, well then. <laughs> okay, there you go. What do I like? That's pretty broad. Um, well, I like the, music. Taking... <laughs> I know. I like books. Uh-huh. Um, I like reading this Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. Yeah. Oh, I have um, to read that today, too. I really like the whole idea of... Um, being more willing to take risks Mm -hmm. and um that whole chapter has been really interesting and uh it's cool because now that i have that mentality and and i'm working on making that grow and being like all right let's find the risks that make sense to take kind of a thing Uh um now it's like in my instagram i'm like seeing other people talking about risk and stuff like that and talking about interesting yeah so it's just, of course, right? It's one of those things that before you know to look for it, it's hard to see it. Yeah. Because uh, what are you even looking for? Yeah. <clears throat> what else? I don't know. Why? What do you find uh, What do you find quality in? Which is, mm. to me, such a weird way to phrase that question. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of the way the book says it. Um, yeah. Uh, what do I, so what do I focus on? What do I like? Uh, I like things that leave me feeling inspired. Yeah. So typically, like, I don't. Like, I love recording these podcasts because typically they um, leave me feeling inspired. Yeah. Sometimes there's a lot with dead air and everything, but um, you're dead. What did we say? Yeah, dead air. Dead, dead noise. We, we didn't make it up. Well, I know. I dead know. Air but a, the other dead day air we, is a real thing. De- the other day we uh, labeled something that way. Um, yeah. But no, for the most part, I find uh, I find quality or I, I appreciate things that are leaving me inspired. I appreciate... Um, opportunities to learn and to grow. Something I'm, uh, I have changed, like try, uh, trying to mentally change what I like is uh, the idea of change mm-hmm. because that's something that I never really found quality in. I guess you could say because mm-hmm. uh, I don't like change or I never have. It's always, always been hard for me. You I always know. Say that. I know. 
I don't like change. I don't like change. I don't like change. (laughs) And then imagine what's hard when change comes. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. So um, I am, uh, instead of saying I don't like change, trying to go with the change is good Mm -hmm. mantra, if you will. And it's really been helpful for me to not get stressed over things as easily. Yeah. And just kind of accept the learning that can come from change and things that change. Because honestly, every day, little things change all the time. And I don't even realize it half the time. Little things all the time. Yeah. So that's been something that I am finding, I'm I'm focusing on, I guess. That's a good call. (laughs) Because you might as well uh, enjoy the uh, one thing that you know will happen. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. And that actually, I got um, the idea from that when I read that improv wisdom book a year ago mm. now. And that was a big takeaway for me personally when she talks about uh, life is is changing. I actually have a really cool quote that is in my phone somewhere that I wrote mm-hmm. because it, that's something I, I will look on on purpose when I need to. Yeah. But life is changing. And instead of resisting that, uh, kind of jump on jump on board with it and as hard as it might be when things change she talks about balancing and and enjoying and embracing the things you learn and mm-hmm. the way you can grow because it really is amazing when you let yourself do that yeah um and <laughs> it's really fun i think that's something that i found an improv that I've been able to do there in that safe space sure. really push myself and, and jump on board when things aren't going the way I thought they would. Yeah. And it really makes things more uh, fun. It brings a really positive energy. And so when I take that into work and that can happen, um, it's been really helpful and really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. No, especially in, uh, well, I mean all the time, but in improv, you just, you can't do it the other way. You can't sit there and, um, at least if you want to have any fun, and try and force uh, your initial plan onto a scene that you're doing. Yeah. Because um, if you do that, then either everyone else doesn't like working with you. Exactly. So then that's not fun. Exactly. Uh, or uh, <laughs> you realize that your plan wasn't quite as detailed as you thought it was and you end up <laughs> getting to the place you thought you were going to go and you're like uh all right uh, well that was it that's all i thought of it's like <laughs> you, you got nothing else from there um right it's such a foundational skill in improv and it has taught me to make it a foundational skill in my life outside of improv got it got to embrace the change mm-hmm. i like it mm-hmm. it's good it is it is a good call it is uh, and I, and I agree. I like things, uh, like you were saying that leave you feeling inspired. Mm-hmm. Like those are my favorite movies. Um, those are my favorite people to listen to favorite songs, whatever always are the things that leave you inspired. Cause I guess if it doesn't inspire you, then it's like, eh, who cares? Like that's the stuff that you just, you know, scroll past or, yeah. or ignore. Cause it's like, yeah, well, yeah, so Exactly. And I think for me, with this whole idea, because we've both been, I guess you could say, trying to build our content and learning ways that we can effectively reach people Mm -hmm. with the content and the things that we're making. um, That's a goal of mine is to try to leave people feeling inspired. And I think that just comes from a personal level of me liking that. Yeah. So that's where I find I can 
connect with people. Sure. And so that's been, that's just a big part of who I am too. Yeah. Just liking to feel inspired. Yeah. So I think today I'm going to st- uh, start writing a business book since, uh, you know, I've done so much business stuff uh-huh. I'm gonna become a business uh-huh. inf- influencer starting today. Nice. It's going to be pretty legit. Uh, so for, uh, $1,000 a month, um, everyone can download, uh, a six page ebook. That, I love uh, it. Yeah. Six pages. So that is roughly what? Say a thousand divided by six. I don't know. It's pretty, mm. it's a pretty good deal per page. Yeah, but uh, you can get the secrets. You can get the secrets of things like binchata and uh, (laughs) and other stuff like that. I like it, Mark Little. Yeah, no, uh, I don't see myself uh, becoming a um, a uh, entrepreneurial uh, book writer yet. Yet, not 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 yet. yet. Oh, growth, growth mindset, not yet. Growth mindset. You have to have it. Oh yeah. No, I I really like uh, I laugh at stuff like that because I really like Gary Vee as we have as uh-huh. I've, I've spoken on before. Um, you laugh at stuff like what? Uh, just what I was saying, like uh, oh, okay, because you know everyone, not everyone, maybe everyone, a lot of people are like, oh, let's jump on this train, let's uh, let's create content, let's become an influencer, let's do this, let's do yeah. that, and as I I think as as long as you're doing it on something. Um, that you love and that you're passionate about and yeah. that you have some knowledge on or are willing to find knowledge on. Um, it's like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of people who are like, damn, seems like those guys who are talking about business, like make a lot of money. Uh, so yeah. I'm gonna start talking about business Yeah, and it's like, what you haven't, you haven't no. done anything yet. So, right. But I think the fun, the fun is, is this part that, uh, at least for right, I, I mean the fun is every step as long as you're as long as you're trying to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the part we're at right now, which is like finding exactly what our spot is, sure, you know? sure, and so. where and what our it's it's fun to find that find what makes us special mm. um, and unique in doing this because not that that's something I you know we need to exploit I guess. I don't know, but just that it's fun to, to build a connection with someone else through the process too. Yeah. Like you and me figuring that, you know, I don't know. No, I mean, uh, yeah, the word, the word exploit has negative connotations. I guess so. Yeah. But, um, I think that is what capitalism is though, is you find, you find your niche and, or your niche and yeah. and it's like, oh, this is what I'm good at. This is what you're good at. This is what we're good at. Yeah, and that's true. Then you take that and you multiply mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're good enough, then other people are like, oh, damn, that's good. Yeah. So Good point. Wow, thanks. Well said. Wow, kind of. I appreciate it. What do you mean kind of? No, I've, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll listen back and, and think that was well said. And that's what happens. I told you that happened <laughs> to me the other day. I felt like I was just what is the word convoluting everything the mm. other day when I said something and when we listened back I was like well okay I'm pretty proud of that I pretty much nailed that oh got it mic drop pretty much effing nailed that man <laughs> talking about mic drops I can't as someone who has microphones that I that I really like and care about uh-huh. it is it is so disturbing Sorry. to see people pick up a microphone and just drop it but 
well, not <clears throat> to defend them completely or to uh, argue against you at all. What? But we did talk about this the other day and of a quick conversation, how those mics that are being dropped are probably meant to be dropped. <laughs> yes. No. I mean... <laughs> For the most part, people are, are dropping uh, Shure SM58s or something very sure. very close to that, uh-huh. uh, which is a, uh, a workhorse microphone. <clears throat> you look up that microphone, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is what I think of when I think of a microphone. <laughs> Unless you think of like that old-timey Elvis microphone. Oh, yes, um, these are amazing. <laughs> and then you need to <laughs> hop into the future or go see some sort of live performance, including any speaker um whatever <laughs> no yeah those those mics can take it but uh you don't do that with a with a large diaphragm condenser microphone folks no heck no and most people don't even know what that is so that's okay that's maybe okay. Uh, maybe i'll hop into a whole segment called microphones and understanding them i think uh i feel like that would need to be something that we also uh re- uh video no. Because no. visuals just, might be very important. I would just give very vivid descriptions. Very detailed. Very, uh, very actually, detailed. that could be very awesome. Oh, my God. But we might have to... That, I feel like, would be like a three-part show. <laughs> it could be. It definitely could With be. With the details. There are quite a few microphones out there, folks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. There was something in here. Here. In, in where? Being, being Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. That we, we haven't been doing. Oh, uh, yeah. That I thought... I could bring up. How, all right. So, at the end of each chapter there, uh, in this version of the book, which is updated for today's world with nine new study sections, mm-hmm. uh, it has additional questions. And it says, basically, you're supposed to be honest with yourself and your partner. Uh, if you don't like the answers you're giving, ask yourself if you're willing to accept the challenge to change your thoughts <laughs> and mindset. Um and so this chapter was the chapter on failure. Have you read that chapter? I have not yet. Oh, jeez. No, I'm sorry, Mark. You can still answer these questions, I okay, bet. Okay, I'm sure. Um, and this, essentially this chapter is all about, uh, you can't be afraid to fail. You just gotta... Oh, yeah. You just, oh, we had, we kind of talked about this yeah, the other day. You just, you just keep going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so question one says, how have you experienced the fear of failure in your life? Were you able to conquer that fear and how? Yes. <laughs> and yes, I'm sure. Oh man, I have multiple examples, but So what's what's the first one? Fear of failure. The first one that comes to my mind? Yeah, where uh, the fear of failure has uh stood in your way or you oh, let gosh. or you let it stand in your way. Mm. I remember when I was in uh I went to junior college before college. Mm-hmm. Um JC. JC. Chafee. JC. Chafee. JC. Uh UHTR. Um Yup. And I was in, but I was at that time I was on the biology track. So my major, my, my goal was to be a scientist, a biologist. Mm-hmm. And I had to take all the high level organic or um, chemistry classes and then organic chemistry and all the high level biology classes and they're intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was in like the first chemistry class. I needed it was the prerequisite for organic chemistry, but it was already like the higher. I don't know. I don't really remember. Yeah, but it was already high up there, I guess. And I had my final exam and I was great with biology, but really no good at chemistry. Mm -hmm. But you had to take them. And so I remember um, and I uh, lived with my parents at the time and I was studying 
and I was frustrated and stressed and just so, and I was afraid to fail. Yeah. Essentially, I was afraid to fail the test. I was afraid to fail the class. I didn't want to take it over again. Um, I didn't understand that taking it over again wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And I remember like coming downstairs to get a glass of water or whatever. And my family, my mom, dad, brother, and sister were all sitting on the couch watching TV, having a really good night. And they were asking me to come join them. And I said, no. And I was very aggressive mm-hmm. and mean to them. Yeah. And um, they were just like, oh, okay, we just asked you to sit down with us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I think my brother or mom made a comment about like, oh, come on, you can study after or something. And I just like just lost it and mm-hmm. I was crying and I was a, just oh, like, geez. oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, you don't understand how, like, I, yeah. I can't just study after this is a crazy test. Like you, you know, kind of like you guys don't understand. You've never been through this kind of pressure, uh-huh. which is the worst thing you could say to anybody. Cause love that. well, everybody has that pressure come to them in some other way or form. Yeah. It doesn't mean they have to sit in an organic or in a chemistry class. Right. For some reason, I think I took organic chemistry, but clearly didn't. Nice. Um, anyways, so yeah, so my dad, uh, I remember he got like he got off on the couch because I was still standing on the stairs. Like this, like all happened within two minutes, where mm-hmm. I blew up. Like the first time they seen me in hours too, and my dad came over to me and was like, "Are you okay? Can I help you? Whatever." And I just was like, "No, like don't don't come come near me. I want to be by myself." And I was just I was losing it, and yeah. it. It really was standing in my way to even focus. I mean, how can you focus when you're that yeah. wound up? Just and succumbing to that uh, negativity. Yeah. And um, I like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something to the extent of Snap like. Snap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in a nice way. I yeah. mean, he was just like, you know, like you can't. Um, you can't change it, something like that. If if you're gonna, well, I don't know what he said, but it was it was like snap out of it. Let's just say that. And if you fail, it's okay. We're not gonna love you any less, type of thing. Yeah. Which I don't know that that really mattered until after the test. Like mm-hmm. that whole, you know, because I was sure. like that concept didn't make any sense to me at that point. I still was worried about this. Um, long story short, I probably got like a C on the test. I didn't oh fail God. the class. I, you know, I probably got a C in the class. Who cares? Yeah. Not even, you guys, I changed my major. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See what happened? That's change, why I'm laughing. Change how, I know. Well, because, yeah, you didn't know me back then. Um, and I, yeah, but I I used to get so stressed out over school and yeah. everything. And I think that, like, realizing how much, I just was like, I don't ever want to feel like that again. Mm-hmm. Because it affected, like, you know. In that moment, it affected my communication with my family, and I, I was just so like afraid to fail that I couldn't really see anything else but possible failure, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't. I wasn't happy, and <laughs> yeah, understandably. And so at that point, I think it was probably during that final. I was thinking like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah, like you know what? I'll just. I'll accept the fact that maybe this is just because I don't feel like this is what I want to do anymore. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I think that's the first thing that, does that answer your question? I guess. That stuck I mean, out in my mind. I mean, that's, a, a, that's at least the first part. What was the second part? Um, so that was, uh, how have you experienced the fear of failure in your life? Okay. So the fear of failure caused you to kind of blow up on your family. Um, yeah. And then. And that, ha- I, and, and I just think. Have a, what? Well, and that fear of failure. Because there have been other instances where you fear you might fear 
being a failure at something. Mm -hmm. Um, I've feared to be a failure at being a speech therapist Mm -hmm. and I've had, and again, I've had moments where it's like, I kind of can't see, I I have to real, (laughs) I have to reel it in basically and Mm -hmm. not let it not project that on other aspects of my life because I'm afraid of what could go wrong. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what's the second part? Second part is, uh, were you able to conquer that fear? And short answer, no. You changed your major. So, <laughs> so I'll just take I'll take that one for you. Mm-mm. I didn't change my major after that, just after that <laughs> moment, you weirdo. No, so were you were you able to conquer that fear? And how? Yeah, because I continued through it and I took the next chemistry class mm-hmm. and the next biology classes. But during that time, uh I also had to deal with the fear of public speaking in my communications class mm-hmm. and um, uh, through the communications class and a community service project I had to do, I worked in a special education classroom and came out uh, deciding that I was probably going to change my major, but that was like two semesters later. Hmm. Um, but how did I, con- I mean, I, I conquered it. How did I conquer it? I remember I journaled about that. Mm-hmm. I wrote and like knew that I didn't like how I was feeling. So how am I going to change that? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I took away was that I didn't want to be afraid ever again. Yeah. Uh, not to say that that's, you know, that's something I guess I can still work on being fearless, mm-hmm. so to speak. Sure. But I think that I took with it the thought of, I just, don't want to ruin relationships because of things I fear. I mm. don't, um, I don't want to care so much about that kind of a thing. Like if I fail a test, uh, then I learn what I can do mm-hmm. the next time. Yeah. And it, it, after that, I feel like school became less stressful for me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I freaking somehow made it through because I <laughs> was in school for a lot of years. You were in school for a lot of <laughs> so, years. Yeah. And uh, technically you are still in school. Thank you. So good reminder. Thanks. Basically school, school is life. I think we're all in school. Yeah. Um, We're all learning. Yeah, that's true. We are all learning. School of life. You literally go to a school Monday Uh, through Friday. Thank you. I just wanted to, I just want to make that clear. Does preschool count? It's pre, it's a preschool. Now I'm just putting myself further down the rabbit hole with that. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, it's still a school in the name. Mm. Um, did yeah. I answer the questions? Did I not do a good job of that one? I mean, you did a great Fear job. failure? You, sh- you, shared a, uh, you shared a personal anecdote. Okay. Um, how about you? Let's see. What, how have you experienced fear of failure in your life? Uh, fear of failure in my life. Well, I, the, first, the first thing I thought about was um, putting out music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to be and i i don't know if i was just being logical uh, it was like a combination of logic logic and fear um keeping me from putting stuff out a while ago um when i just wasn't quite sure that the stuff was ready yet i just was like ah this isn't it's not quite good enough you know um mm-hmm. i so in a sense yeah that's a fear of failure um because i'm like i'm yeah. not i'm not even going to try um, and you're justifying right. not trying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, didn't didn't think it was good enough yet. Um, how, how was I able to uh, conquer that fear? Mm. 
by just continually working um mm. by mm-hmm. by keep on uh keeping on keeping keep on keeping on right by so, keeping going by keeping the momentum yeah um and and that's good because yes you were fearful so you didn't necessarily put out stuff but you didn't let that fear just make you think well if i'm not going to put this out i'm not gonna i'm just not gonna make music anymore right no no, no, had you done that Mm. no that was just that wasn't that was never i mean there's of course there have been times there have been like moments where um i've said ah you know i've been i've been making music for a long time Mm. maybe i should just stop doing that and focus on something else right um and but in in the back of my head there's always been the thing that's like yeah but you haven't really tried yet yeah like why are you gonna quit it's it's not even quitting if you haven't really tried so (laughs) really try uh another thing that's in this book or in this chapter is he talks about um being risky like people in texas are like a texan so uh so pretend that you have a firearm on your waist yeah yeah i think that's what he means <laughs> um and he talks about like the alamo and how i don't i don't know the full story of the alamo mm. but the odds were yeah clear that they're about to get their asses kicked yeah um and they're like now we're not giving up we're gonna do it um and according to this book at least texans risk big and when they win, they're like, hell yeah, we won. And when they lose, they're like, look how much we just lost. You know, they, they point it out. Uh-huh. And they're not afraid of those fears. Um, so, go big or go home. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Go big or mm-hmm. go home. Um, GBOGH. That's it. That's it right there. That was, uh, who taught me that in high school? My friend, I think his name is Brad Fraley. Uh-huh. Shout out Brad if you ever listen to this. Uh-huh. I haven't talked to him since high school. Nice. But he always used to say GBOGH. <laughs> And hey, it that's, that's stuck. Facts. It stuck with me. Yeah, yep. it's the same. That's the same thing as fortune favors a bold. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's exactly the same thing. Um, but I think that is. Uh, I think that's that's something you you got to go for. Uh, a time, another time. Well, I don't know. So did I answer the question on that? So yeah. So there were time of fear you answered, and then you answered how you conquered it. Oh, I know what I was going to say. What were you going to say? So I. Uh, I just kept working because it was something that I wanted to be good at. Yeah. And you um, enjoyed the process of yeah, it. And enjoying mm-hmm. the process of it. Um, and then through the work, that's where the confidence came from. Mm-hmm. The And the confidence then eliminates the fear or at least makes you confident enough to be like, yeah, like whatever. You yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Um, yeah. And, and what? I just, I feel like, um, oh, my sister's calling. Should we ask her this question? Sure. Let's, let's throw her on the podcast. I doubt she'll answer it, but we'll try. Maybe she will. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, um, I uh, just want to let you know, first of all, you're on speakerphone. Mark and I are recording a podcast right now. Hey, Laurel. Hi, Mark. <laughs> for, and uh, big congratulations to you for your promotion at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, nice. since you called at me during recording, uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have Mark. I'll have Mark. Question or just a question? Um, it's like a life, a personal life question. You can be as personal as you prefer. Yeah. Uh, okay. But Mark's gonna ask it. This, okay. This question uh, is it's coming out of a book for you right now, so I'm not just uh, coming to you on the spot with this. The question is, 
How have you experienced the fear of failure in your life? And were you able to conquer that fear? Uh, you said in my life? What yeah. were you saying after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so how, how have you experienced the fear of failure? And were you able to conquer that fear? And if you were, uh, how? Uh, how often daily was I able to conquer it with a lot of coffee? And, <laughs> <laughs> and then what was your last question? Yeah, well, that was, that was you know... That the how part, or what's what's one specific one that sticks out in your mind that you're like, damn, that was something I was I was that fear was keeping me from doing, but now uh, you do it. Uh, um, you know what? I think I just fear failure, because um, like in my perspective, you only get one chance at this. So, so failure in what? Life, right? Like failure, like I think that. Um, if you don't live it to its fullest and everybody's perspective on what, you know, the best they can live their life is different. So naturally like it's not a cut and dry formula, but if you don't live it to your full, fullest, isn't that failing? So, oh. you know, yeah, you gotta, oh, wow. you gotta treat every day with respect. And I think sometimes I worry that I'm not doing that. And, um. and so what is, so what keeps you, keeps you doing that? What keeps you thinking or, uh, you know, what's your motivation I guess that is your motivation, right? Because you don't want your overall life to be a failure. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I think I just want to. I just want to make sure what I'm, I'm. I'm moving towards something. I'm on the right track. I'm making goals. I'm meeting goals. Like nice. this is what I'm supposed. This is what I was put on this earth to do. Like this is the puzzle piece. This is where it fits, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that would probably be for me the biggest thing. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. Very yeah, good. Thanks. Uh, no, I've thank got a you. Dehydrating chicken in my apartment but no one's here so that's weird you're dehydrating chicken no i've got defrosting chicken like there's just Defrost. raw chicken sitting out but no one's home so that's weird <laughs> all right as a yeah. as a chef is that uh is that the right way to do it just leave it sitting that out that is a uh, big no-no in the temperature zone sir i, I didn't think so <laughs> i don't know why but something about salmonella i think yeah <laughs> uh, people people get all touchy about salmonella i don't i don't know why yeah. I know, right? Like it's it's normal. The body you build an immunity to it. Take some ibuprofen. It's like the flu. Exactly. Oh, you too. Uh, so is this what <laughs> your podcast is about today? This is the daily. This is what thing? what came out today. So, uh, mm, yeah. Interesting. Are you calling everybody, or is it just me? It's whoever calls us during the podcast. We we kind of throw them on the air. No, I'm not special. You're special. No, you're Actually, special. Oh, I won't. What? I shouldn't what? record this. Well, mom called the other day and I let it go to voicemail. But, oh, God. <laughs> but it was... Why? It was... <laughs> why? <laughs> well, we were recording, so I let... I know why you let it go to voicemail. I just... What'd she call about? Well, I'll have a call in another time. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, it was before we decided to do this. I have to put that disclaimer on. Mm-hmm. So... But she did call and I let it go to voicemail during the during the airing. Here's another question for you. Recording. How do you handle cynics in your life... People who are cynical, how do you handle those people who try and discourage you from taking risks when you believe that those risks have a good chance of succeeding? Um, I just usually do it anyway. Like, Ooh. for instance, the yeah. salvage ca- title car I bought, I was told not to buy, which I probably shouldn't have bought, but I did anyway. Um, I still did it because I'm impulsive. How do I handle it? I just do it. Yeah. See, I, I like if, that. You if just, it feels right. Sometimes you get like that inkling, like, don't do this. You're an idiot. But Well, and with that car, what? so tell, give a little, like a short, brief <laughs> background of what happened with that whole thing. Oh, yeah. So to whoever's listening, 
um, to the few. Um, just kidding. <laughs> uh, All right, go ahead and hang up. Just You're go ahead and hang up. That has a salvage title with fifteen thousand dollars in cash. Uh-huh. Oh my god! But like, well, okay. Let me fast forward though. So about uh, you had the car for what, like a year, and then you didn't get the registration sent to you by the guy, right? Yeah, it took me a year to so, get it registered because for like a few months he wasn't getting back to me. He wasn't getting back to you. More than, a, more than a few. So then you were getting like pulled over because your registration was expired. And yeah, it was like $500 in tickets. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. So then you had to drive my old car, a little Scion XA, shout out to the milk carton, and until you got that registration. But you, instead of going out and just buying a new car, you uh, stuck with it and learned a few lessons along the way. So that's pretty mm-hmm. good because now you got it. It's registered now. Yeah. Yeah. I did post ads like to sell it, but then just coincidentally, I got, he got back to me Mm. as I was getting replies from people. Like it just, it was like serendipitous. Like he just, as people were like, yeah, I'm interested. Can I come out and look at it? He was like, I have the paperwork. I was like, okay, that's weird. We call that Uh, the best possible thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then I had to drive out to San Diego to get it because the guy couldn't figure out how to mail which was, which was stupid. Oh, I, there's, I have my choice words for this human being. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, have a, I have a little orange whip. Yes. Well, very good. Yes. Well, thanks very for well, sharing. Yeah. Yes. Um, give me a call when you don't want to talk about our home loan on a podcast. Nice. So, Unless you do want to talk about that now since I'm on the phone. We're good. I will call you in a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Bye, Laurel. Bye, Mark. It was great to hear from you. Great to hear from you. Thank you for for your input. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Always, always. I appreciate it when people care about my opinion. Yes, we do. You have good opinions. All right, bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. That was Laurel, ladies and gents. That was Laurel. And, uh, yeah, on that note, I think uh, that's it from... uh, the Good Talks. My name is Mark Little. And my name is Marie Murataya. As always, this episode was brought to you by the good folks at Bean Chata. Bean Chata, a delicious bean beverage. One horchata just won't do. Drink responsibly. Bye-bye. <laughs>